Thanks for being a part of the After the Show podcast. I'm Irvy, Sam, and Jody, After the Show podcast. And, you know, in the uh, in the big show, the real show, whatever you call it. This is a real show, too, here. But earlier today... This one's um, make-believe. Yeah. The, uh, we mentioned that the World Wide Web is 30 years old. And there actually was a guy that invented it. Yeah. He always sure. joked about, you know, who invented the internet. But it was a... It was a it, I guess... He's not, he wasn't a scientist, right? He was an engineer. I don't know. From England. And, and was trying to find a way to improve things in his office and lo and behold poof of course it he, makes sense he didn't right. he never pictured that this would connect the whole world he never pictured right. any of that right he just thought it wasn't efficient to i can only look this up on this computer and sam over there only has the other information on his computer it's like why am i walking around can't we connect these computers Yeah. why didn't he just invent google drive and the deal is though i started reading the story about him and i was you know me technical i'm not interested in technical i'm interested in in the, in the ways that it makes my oh, life yeah. better i love that i can order pizza well and, and that, have it delivered that's the reason i'm bringing it back up is right. it's not about the technical part it really jumped out at me that he he's disappointed in one part of it he never part. intended for the world wide web to turn into a place of spew and hate and mm. you know yeah. all the social other things media. that are you know part and it's not obviously not 100 percent of it is that but social media and where where it is gone yeah that's up to us that's up mm. to users on the daily and there's nothing you can do about someone else except tune them out again self-regulation with everything technical and technological and social it's self-regulation but um when I was reading the article about him, which is funny to me that I even got sucked into it because, you know, me and technical, I was like, you'd think I wouldn't care to read the article, but just the fact that he thought of this in an office and this is what it is today yeah. was fascinating to me. I can't believe that no one in this room has caught the fact that, and I, I tuned out after a couple of sentences, the internet and the World Wide Web, we keep saying those two words as if they're interchangeable, but they're different things. Did you catch oh, well, that you in the what? article? No, I, well, I mean, we I keep didn't saying catch... he's the internet guy, but yeah. he's the World Wide Web guy. He is right. There, there are two because the internet was actually de- developed by the government, if I'm understanding correctly, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? No. And it was it, here to help us. I mean, it was actually de- it was a security measure. I think the original original internet actually was military based, right? And you know, for okay. secure communications and so forth. And so that's what's you know evolved. So I guess the World Wide Web rides on the back of the Internet. So you're correct, Jody. He didn't invent the Internet. He actually conceived the World Wide Web. I just think it's so funny that we talked about this today in the show and in the back of my mind. I'm the least technical. You make fun of me for the country girl. But I knew we couldn't interchange those two words. They're not the same thing. I'm I'm glad you caught that. We're 30 years in. We can't do that. I wouldn't have thought that. To me, it's all one big thing. Yeah, (laughs) it is kind of. In our daily lives, we throw those terms around like i don't even say world wide web no anymore well i think the (laughs) you know the internet itself is the technical connection it's the physical way Mm. it's all interconnected Mm -hmm. the world wide web is the way it's all tied together in the communication flows and so that's really what he i i I don't know I, i don't know who developed what part of it first it's all really just networking but it's genius and what's what's i don't know what's weird to me about it is it's like it's like a lightning strike, you know what I mean? It happens in a very small area, and then everything kind of spreads out from there, and there are all these unintended consequences that come out of it. Mm-hmm. He didn't control anything after the fact with it. He just had the original idea. Everybody else then sure. you know, began to build it. It's like a building block, I guess is what I mean. Your baby say. is out has, of your hands completely. Has anyone ever asked him, and I know it's probably a dumb question, but are you sorry you invented it? Oh, I'm sure. Because people. of where it's become? Well, in that article, not. he says that he's remorseful that mm. it's, it, it, it's, become it's become the, the hate dispute 
everything that I mentioned in the beginning yeah. of the podcast is what he's you know kind of remorseful about. But I think he also sees the greater good. Yeah. Obviously, it's changed the world for the better. You know, more pros. Of course, and cons. it has. It's just he he can't. He has nothing to do. It's he's not in his control. Like the hate that's in people's hearts, it's not in within right. his control. He did. He he did make the world better, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what we do with it. Did he get a bonus for that too? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping know. he got something out of it. Maybe he got a watch instead of just walking around saying, "You know, I invented the World Wide Web." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would your appetizer be? Yeah, I think it's really neat that you hear the original conception of of what someone had imagined for this and how we would use it. Like Sam brought up the point Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Like if you're specifically have something that you want to share with another person, like that's work related of just like, hey, I'm sharing this with you. You and I both have a common goal of what we're going to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's a very functional thing. And we see how the functional aspects of the internet have really improved everyone's daily lives. Right. It, from an efficiency standpoint, aside from the fact that we're relying on this. But if the original idea was like, hey, us in this office, we can more easily share ideas well the more broad things get as you know we reach out in the world and everyone having access to the internet you know if i try to send someone work stuff and i end up sending it to the wrong person they don't care about that that's not relevant to them and that's sort of like where we've come like with the internet is that everyone's sharing all these sorts of ideas and there's lots of things that are relevant to us or not relevant to us. It's almost and, like information overload. It is, yeah, and 100%. it gets very messy yeah. when you compare it to just, you know, sharing stuff around the office. What's funny about that, Chad, is when we had producer Drew who used to work here, this is what you said made me think about this because people can use things for good and for bad. And so there is, you know, unfortunately when you have a tool like this, you have some that are going to choose to use it for all the positive reasons. You're going to have some that choose to use it for all the really wrong reasons. Yeah. And producer Drew used to say, you know, that you you, you always have to watch out when you give an adult a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> some will use it responsibly and some won't. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, I, I think, again, so that's what true. it is. It's, you know, the tool itself is not good or bad. It's how people use it. Right. Let me let me pull a Murphy here. Okay. I've actually okay, read a couple of books on this. Oh. Ooh, um, okay. Bailey, a recent the, college grad. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the spreading of information um is like what's the word the the spreading of information is given to us by a gatekeeper all right think about it like back in ancient times i'm gonna say with air quotes the 70s yes (laughs) uh if you had a question or if like if i asked you murphy a question and you didn't know the answer where would you have to go I mean, if it was ancient times, yes. I have no idea what you would do. I mean, yeah. before the internet, I suppose you'd either have to go to the library or some other journalistic resource. Right, exactly. So the library and those journalistic resources were literally the gatekeeper for what is possible to know. Yeah. So sure. you would you would have to go to the library and the library or the people in control of the library were responsible for what people New were and allowed to know. Like sure. the Citadel okay. in Game of Thrones, Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or yeah, Sam yeah, where yeah. Tarly goes to find out everything that Jon Snow needs to know. And they yeah. don't let him back in the secret. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. to make it a Game of Thrones thing. But. Yeah. So now with the internet, everyone is po- it's everything is possible to know. Right. It's every and thought, it's every opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Too so much. Are the gatekeepers are now Everybody. Facebook, Google, YouTube, and whatever links you're getting mm-hmm. from people. Wow, Bailey, it's it's that unbelievable. is a great analogy, and that makes me sad for my children because their gatekeepers are 
everything and anything. Well, yeah. and it just then becomes a game of like, it's that digital hygiene that everybody needs to kind of work on. You mm-hmm. need to know what is right, what is wrong, and how you're supposed to discern mm-hmm. proper information. Right. It's almost uh, like you have to work harder today, even yeah. though you got all the resources to really try to find yeah. a truly objective, unbiased, logical yeah. answer. The burden yeah. is on you now. Yeah. And hmm. uh, and for the first time, and I wonder, I've always heard people joking about this, and uh, whether it's going to happen or not doesn't matter, and we don't do politics here. But I do know the legislation is being proposed by a congresswoman to break up Facebook, Google, and some of their subsidiaries because they believe that there's too much power because of what you're talking about, yeah. Bailey. Because there, and I'm now I'm going to completely miss you mean this for but, antitrust reasons. Well, it's not just antitrust reasons. It's because of what Bailey's talking about, where they're controlling both the creation and the distribution, which is too much power for any one yeah. entity to have to feed. It could become propaganda, I guess, is what, yeah. you know, or it's too controlling of information. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess at some point, you know, they're, they're making a lot of money, too, but it's... That she was talking about breaking up Amazon for the same reasons. What? Because from from start. Calm to, down. Well, but not, but not all <laughs> Two day down. delivery is that going away? No, no, not but not see, anymore. Ever, right. never. Amazon no. makes a lot more money uh, on on business services than they make off of what they sell to me and you, mm-hmm. you know, of for course. cheap prices and two-day two day shipping. In fact, We're they actually, they almost lose money on that. They sure. make money with their server farms and they what the, they lease out to other businesses running the backbones of their industries. Mm-hmm. And that kind of data access is what they're concerned about because, you know, if, if you're running somebody else's business, you know, then you also know what their customer base is doing if you don't have an explicit agreement with right. them to share. And so that whole whole thing that that our worldwide worldwide web guy was concerned about is do you use it for good you know do you use it for bad and i'm not a conspiracy theory type anyway but i can see how this could become too big and at some point you're probably going to see them you know the government split off force a split of some of these companies because that will be misunderstood though too much government control and that'll be misunderstood well, completely, what, I think. But. Wasn't the same thing kind of going on with Bell? What, or what were they whenever yeah. they got split up? Was it Bell? They were that a monopoly. Was way, way back yeah, in the yeah. day because yeah. Bell, they manufactured the phones. Yeah. They were the only phone company. They did everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, you also didn't have a choice. They had a long distance company, so they controlled all of the, I mean, basically any telephone communication was, you know, right. controlled by Good them. Good example. And so, the, and they own the infrastructure for it. And so, yes, that's why they broke up Ma Bell is what they called it. But what's funny is it almost kind of regenerated and remorphed in, in later <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, it always does. Right. It's a cycle, right? But technology is what has been the game changer here because, you know, even like, you know, cable companies are going to face a lot of competition because right around the corner of the next big technology is excuse me, something they call 5G, yeah, which will mean that you don't need to have a cable connected to anything in your house to get the same speed of internet or other things. And so it's kind of interesting to me how some of this, it, it, is, it self-regulates to a certain Game degree, changers you know? come along. And, and so, you know, right. it's in their big game changers. It's like, you know, Amazon... That's a pretty big game changer the, in yeah. the way that we, and and I think their concern also is it's a company that can not only sell you goods that you depend on, but then all of the automation and the in and all of the um what's the word I'm looking for the the other word for automation but anyway you know CGI? the fact that they can, <laughs> no, the fact that they're farming your habits Animation. and your data yeah. and they're selling you the stuff yeah. is what's causing some people to start 
talking. Sure. You know? it's and just, it's a good yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's a good thing that it's that it is going on. Yeah. Um, I just find it's easier to be ignorant and just say, mm-hmm. okay, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the responsible well, way to handle that, it. Well, it's not just that, but how much energy are you actually going to give the, the, the worry, the over worry it? of it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Be sensible, but don't get wound up in it so well, that it steals away your life yeah, and well, joy. And Chances are, if you do have a problem with it, you'll just Google it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and you know what's funny? When my grandmother was still alive, and I mean, look, the I don't know that she actually remember would would have remembered the smartphone because she was kind of on the decline there. But she lived to be ninety seven, mm-hmm. and she was around long enough that she had her own desk, desktop PC that she actually preferred. I would call her an early adopter. She was. Uh, uh, she would go to online news sources for her news. She would still watch TV news, but that's what she would do. She had you know all of her favorite news sites bookmarked. Yeah. She actually was emailing things back and forth. Um, you know, she really Facebook had just kind of become popularized by the time she was on a decline. But this is a woman who was born in 1913, who was born you know, arguably before radio, before TV and all the electronic media you know what? and loved what the internet she could bring. She was unafraid of it. Yeah. She had lived long, long, you live long enough and you're like, okay, next. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, and she was unafraid of it and I enjoyed seeing that in her. I really did. This whole anniversary this week of the World Wide Web turning 30, um, made me think the question, and we talked about this on the show, what, do, what can you imagine your life without it? No. What do you use it for most? It's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. What do you use it for most? And me, honestly, in our work here daily, mm-hmm. I am online to do the Hollywood Outsider silly stuff that, that we do. Yeah. And then in my personal life, to keep up with people I love, to look up things. If my kid is sick, and I know it's not, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, be a, try to be a doctor online, but I love having the information of well, how long can I wait for pneumonia to self diagnosis, huh? To ease mm-hmm. once I've gotten her some antibiotics. I love having that. And then the other thing, to adopt dogs out, <laughs> hopefully. Mm. That's what I use it for. Now, the other thing that's kind of funny is the reason we're doing this podcast right, right. now, thanks to that. The way right. that, the, that the morning show that we do, every day gets to radio stations around the country yes. is you thank know, you worldwide so web it's uh, yeah i mean it's it's everywhere the reason mm-hmm. i can look at the front door of my house right now <laughs> hey, somebody's you know? at the yeah, front door hey. what do you use it most for sam uh probably ordering pizza yeah and cat videos <laughs> See, i thought oh, you were cat gonna, videos yeah. i thought you were gonna ask sam what do you use it most for sam good or evil <laughs> <laughs> well Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.